Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. All right. Uh, hey, welcome to Tasty Gents. Uh, Jonathan, how are you? Greg, I'm doing great. Nice. Very, it's very happy to be back doing this again. Me too. Blustery day. God, no kidding. Out, raining, windy. High of 45 degrees today. Awful. High Where of 45 are we? degrees today. What's happening right now? In Palm Springs, California. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, but that's okay. We're inside and we're warm. Yeah. Um, for those of us who joined us last time uh, for Mexican polar bears, uh, near the end of that podcast, my dog, Charlie Brown, uh, took a moment to eviscerate his polar bear toy. Mm. He is showing similar signs of unrest today. I do not know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but Charlie Brown aside, what are we talking about today, Jonathan? Greg, you know, last last week it was it was our favorite Mexican places, and this week we're gonna talk about fish in the desert. Fish in the desert. Bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> it's surprising for listeners who did, don't know. We also spend quite a bit of time, many years, for me, half the year up in Seattle. Yes, indeed. I, yep, yep. Yeah, eat a lot of fish. There's a lot of incredible fish oh my restaurants. Gosh. So much good seafood. We couldn't even if we if we had a podcast about the Seattle fish restaurants, it'd take days. But here, we're going to talk about our top favorite ones right here in the Palm Springs area. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about a few of them that are in some adjoining cities, like Cathedral City and Palm Desert, but mostly Palm Springs. Yes, we are. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust our levels. I'm trying to be our audio engineer because At the same time. our standard uh, full production team, all 78 people that are part of the Tasty Gents <laughs> yes, production, yeah. um, are somehow not present today. I don't know what that's yeah, about. They called in sick. <clears throat> they called in sick. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're going to do all of that, um, and I have a couple of special uh, fish in the desert things to talk about. Hmm. But first, first, the way I'm going to introduce this, my part of our conversation of fish in the desert, in the desert, is with the obvious connection. Are you ready? I can't wait. Heart disease. Oh I'm going to start by talking about heart disease, and so this is what I mean when I say that. <clears throat> so my mom, who's awesome, hmm. uh, many years ago had open heart surgery. Um, Cleaning out, cleaning out those arteries, getting rid of the plaque. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, some years ago, open heart surgery, cleaning mm. out those arteries, cleaning out the plaque. They're both fine. Yeah. yeah. So I had this this thought about a month ago, like, what, what if, what if I don't wait until after my heart attack mm. to eat less beef and pork uh, and cheese? But we won't talk about cheese. Yeah. So I've been trying to introduce more fish. That's the reason. That's how. That's the related relatedness to today's conversation is that I've been actively trying to eat more fish hmm. um, and, and in fact to replace some of the beef and pork <clears throat> that I was used to eating oh, yeah. by eating more fish. So I have a lot to say about fish in the desert is what I want to say about that. So yeah, heart disease, more fish. Uh, my mom and my brother are fine. Um, yeah. Well, and just on that, my, uh, there's a lot of heart disease in my, in my family. See. Um, there's, uh, I'm, I'm adopted, so I don't, I'm not affected by this, but, um, my, uh, on my father's side, um, most men with the exception of one that we know now <clears throat> who has lived off of chicken breast and broccoli for oh 30 years, um, has died before the age of 60. Holy So mackerel. including my father. Yeah. So, so, and, and most of the, most of the, most of the women have trouble as well. Lots of heart yeah. disease. Lots and lots of yeah. fish opportunities to, to make things Not to say that there's better. not a lot of ways uh, for fish to be bad for you. By the way, I'd like for the permanent record to note that I just exclaimed, holy mackerel, 
in response to your uh, your story, and that that ties in really nicely with, with the story fish. of fish in the desert. That, that was um, cool. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to make fish bad for you. Uh, I'm certainly trying some of those as well, but I'm also trying to reduce my amount of uh, beef and pork by eating. How, how would you make so when you say less healthy? We're we're gonna we're talking about fried. Yeah. 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 You so, mean the best way, I mean, the, the way God intended the quickest, fish to be yeah, eaten. the quickest yeah. way to it's make amazing. fish, yeah. basically unhealthy, as witnessed by our, part of our conversation uh, last time. We talked about Mexican food, and my favorite place was Loco Charlie's, and it's still my favorite place. Oh, yeah, it's great. really, really good. And so, when I had my less beef, less pork uh, life change, mm-hmm. um, I started having the fish burrito at Loco Charlie's, mm. and of course, they offered a fried version, and of course, that's the one I get. So, oh, yeah. of course, I'm probably doing no good whatsoever. But it's a good fish burrito, not going to lie. So fish burritos were my go-to when I go nice. there for, for any other burritos. Not, not necessarily to Mexican restaurants because sure. there's, there's a lot to offer there. But to a, just a regular burrito place, fish burrito every time. And, uh, and also fried. But you know, usually you get like cabbage or yes. salad. It's surrounded by all the other things that are good for you. There are better choices. So I feel it's okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a, also a fish burrito fan. Um, but we're not going to talk about burritos and Mexican food. No, I'm talking so. about it today at all. What, what's the first one you'd like to talk about? Fish in the desert. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go far afield here. So and then we'll come back. Uh, so uh, there's an, a, a city near us, about 20 minutes away, called La Quinta, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's where my in laws live. Yeah. And so we're we're down there as often as we can, as, as they'll let us in. And <laughs> and so uh, we like to go down and visit. And uh, and and for fish in the desert and for sushi, mm. my favorite sushi place mm. is Okura. And that's uh, that's in La Quinta, California, and it is fantastic. And I'm coming again. I'm born in Alaska, raised in Washington State. I know my fish, and yeah. I know my sushi. I've had a mountain of sushi in my life. I make my own all the time. Holy crap! And uh, and I am inspired. I go to I go to Akura just to just to remind myself how little I know about sushi because they they do an incredible job. It's a beautiful place. It's stunning. It used to be an entirely different restaurant. It's in a kind of a mall area. Like, you oh. wouldn't it, – it has a standalone building, but yeah. there's a strip mall right next to it. You share parking with, like, a big five or something like that. And 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 yet, they do – it's like you walk into this this wonderland of, of, uh, of fish and sushi and, and, this, uh, and this incredible setup. So, Akura is my, Akura. Is my first one. That's number three yeah, for me. I'm gaining a really different appreciation for strip malls in Palm Springs and in, in this Coachella Valley than I've had before uh, – the number of really good things that we find that show up in strip malls is pretty amazing. Um, I'm going to also yeah. start then with sushi. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk... So two things about sushi. So I went to a restaurant last year when I was here called Sandfish. <clears throat> it's not oh, yeah. far from where we are. Yeah. Um, and the sushi was very good. And I will say, I, I will qualify. Um, so I also have lived in Seattle a long time. Uh, mm. Before that, I lived in Florida. I love Atlantic seafood. I love Pacific f- seafood. Yeah. Big seafood fan. Um Sushi, however, I don't find that I have a discerning enough palate to really benefit from sort of standard sushi. Mm. I'm a rolls guy. Yeah. I like all kinds of rolls. I like the variation of flavors and textures that are in a roll. So it's pretty rare that I have some, anything other than rolls. <clears throat> that said, sandfish, excellent. Uh, everything we got was there with a friend. Everything we got was really good. Service was really good. But honestly, the coolest thing about it is they had outdoor seating. This was late season last year, maybe May. Hmm. Um, so it was probably 90 degrees yeah. when the sun was down. Uh, and it was there was a breeze, and it was comfortable. 
I'm going to comment. Those of you who don't live a place like Palm Springs or the desert, 90 degrees sounds awful. 90 degrees, 90 degrees here with a breeze, not really awful. No humidity. Kind of delightful. Yeah. yeah. So we just, it stars out and, and the moon and palm trees and really good uh, sushi um, and rolls. And I really enjoyed the experience. So, so, but that's all I'll say about Sandfish. Because the one I want to talk about is actually oh. Poke House. Poke House. Yes. And I, so it's, it's in downtown Palm Springs. Okay. So Poke, P-O-K-E. And House, uh, spelled H-A-U-S. It, it, constitutionally, I'm unable to say anything other than house. <laughs> Poke House. Um, so I'm, I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. Anyway, they have great poke. During the day, yeah. I've gone a number of times, walking around downtown, going to see the Marilyn Monroe statue, mm-hmm. pop in, get a poke bowl, eat the poke bowl. Super awesome. Yeah. Uh, went there with a friend this past week and learned that at night they have a whole, they've got a whole um, tablecloths and table service oh. and a menu that they bring to the table, like a very different experience and sushi, including rolls and including poke. So uh, my friend and I Fantastic. split, we had a, a shrimp tempura roll <clears throat> and um, I think uh, a roll that had eel in it. But it was mm. very, very good. Really well prepared, well presented, very tasty. And then we also got a poke bowl to share, which was fantastic. Oh. So wow. poke house downtown, poke house. house downtown Palm Springs. I'm a fan, oh, so, and very casual. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm not anti ambiance, mm. but I don't like paying for it. Like I, high quality food, good service. <laughs> you like, are the ambiance. I why, why pay for it? Am the ambiance. You bring well it. said. Well yeah. said. So poke house. I love it. We have not been there. I haven't been there. I recommend it. We've been to Sandfish. And again, like you said, great experience. Yep. Um, Also, I'm a rolls guy, but I I, I do like the individual, the the, the jury and the sashimi and the other. Um, But they also have cooked seafood. They had a, what was it? uh, I want to say a halibut or a salmon cheek that was outstanding. Just really, really good. Nice. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Um, uh, it, it. Like Akura, I found these both of these places to be a little more high end, a little more expensive, uh, but excellent. Nice, excellent. Yeah, right on. And I don't mind a little bit of extra money for sushi. It, you know, it, it's a, it's a it's an art form. Yeah, and so you know it, it, the difference between mediocre sushi and good sushi is is huge. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm paying a little bit more for better stuff. Living in the uh, in the Bay Area for years, working at uh, little startups all over the place, and we'd, we'd have people come in from all over the world. And one of my favorite people, uh, his name is Ian Redmond, and he'd come in from Ireland, from Cork, Ireland. And he and he would one of the first things he would do anywhere he went, anywhere we were going to go, he'd get, he'd get sushi because the only sushi that he had available to him was from a gas station. Oh, so gosh. he had gas station sushi, but he said it's excellent. Like it's in Ireland, it's, it's it's pretty good. All right, so they have gas station sushi, but we go to proper restaurant and. And he'd eat his fill. Yeah. Oh, God, I like that. Yeah. Uh, random story about gas station sushi, or oh. at least what seems to me to be related. Mm-hmm. Um, I visited Japan once for work, mm. uh, and I discovered that 7-Eleven in Japan, mm-hmm. a completely different experience than any other 7-Eleven I've been anywhere else. Really? Very fresh sushi, beautiful fresh pastries, um, uh, incredible ramen, 7-Eleven. Same logo. You would know it if you saw it. Right. But you go in there, and... It, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's their the, own. It's like this high-end, like, fine food establishment. It was delightful. Um, I found that to be the case here as well with 7-Elevens. Uh, fresh snowballs. <laughs> um, slushies, and they're just so fresh. and right So fresh, of, yes. Yeah. The slushies. The is that, fresh, is that fresh squeeze slushy? 
I think it is. <laughs> Fresh squeezed slushy. <laughs> you guys are That fancy. was just picked this morning, wasn't it? I can tell. <laughs> Discerning slushy. Anyway. Uh, all right. Oh, we, it's a me. Up yeah. to you or back to me? No, yeah, no, you've done like four. Let me yeah, do one. I have. Um, so the next mm-hmm. one I want to talk about is Fisherman's Market and Grill. The, yes, now they have th- three or four different locations in the okay. area. But I'm talking about the one that's right downtown off of Indian Canyon. Yes. Um, they have a, a huge menu, wide variety of choices, very, very fresh fish. Yes. Um, my favorite uh, is the seafood gumbo. Nice. I'm a gumbo stew chowder kind of guy. Okay. And their gumbo is, is right there. And I've, you know, I've spent mm-hmm. time in places that make great gumbo. They're right up there with them. One of the things that I really like about this place, not only is, it, is and the fish is fresh and, 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 the, and, and the, the, the place is it's kind of cool. Um, it's also mostly casual, but you can dress up a little nicer if you want to. Nice. Um, but then at <laughs> night, it becomes, and, they turn, and you know, when they close down, uh, it becomes uh, this place called Shanghai Reds, which is right on the corner. So they open up the, the fishermen's oh. to become Shanghai Reds, which is a, it, it then turns into an oyster and bar and grill. Come on. And they have, and oftentimes in the season, which is what we're in now, uh, they'll have like music and they'll have venues. And it it really? just becomes kind of a great, fun uh, party atmosphere with lots of incredible, all the mollusks you could ever want. And, uh, and, I yeah, want a so, lot of mollusks. <laughs> I said, what do you got? Bring them out. Um, and yeah, so, so Fisherman's that, uh, slash Shanghai Reds, one of, one of my favorites. So I've been there once, and I had a great experience. What I liked about it, uh, and I re- now I want to really try Shanghai Reds. What I liked about it when I went was um, you sort of wait in line uh, what I recall, um, you wait in line mm-hmm. and, um, you sort of, you pick your fish, you pick how you want it cooked, yeah. you know, like I'm going to have the mahi and I want it, you know, blackened or whatever. And, and, they, and you sort of get your, um, your sides and stuff. So it, it feels a little, you're sort of ordering from a counter, but, but it just felt that much more fresh. Like they're literally yeah. going to pick what I want and prepare it for me. And then they bring it out to you and I had a great meal. So, uh, yeah. I had a great experience. I'd love to hear that. I definitely want to try Shanghai Reds now. And, 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 and on that point, they're so popular that when they opened up the new hockey stadium here for yes. the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, <laughs> that... <laughs> was that a Firebird? I think it was well, a Firebird. Well, good. <laughs> My God. <laughs> you heard that. Uh, is, is they opened up, they have a, they have a, a spot. They have a oh, spot really? there. So, so you can get fish. In the arena. In, in the arena, nice. yeah. So if you want, uh, if you want some, some great fish, it is mostly fried, but... Uh, well, you say okay. that like it's a bad thing. That's not bad. I mean, I mean during a hockey game, it's cold. Back to the, like, you know, heart part. Yeah, maybe not fried all the time, but at a hockey game, I yeah. do that. That's, yeah, you almost have to. <clears throat> um, I am going to shift us a little bit okay. in our discussion of fish in the desert. Yeah. And I'm going to discuss fish even closer to home. Where's that? My actual home. Oh, so, tuna fish. Mm. So I love tuna salad, and I, I, I should say that I love tuna salad uh, in the way that some people love their children. <laughs> it's really important to sort of call out, like really love tuna salad. Wow. So for years and years, like even as a kid growing up in Miami, tuna salad one of my favorite things to have. Tuna salad with crackers, tuna salad melt. Big fan of the tuna melt. Oh, tuna melts. Um, oh my gosh. And so I've always made tuna. I have a simple recipe. I actually have a whole theory about relationships and tuna salad. Hmm. We can do that another day. Okay. Um, so always been a fan. Uh, time goes on. Wait, you mean like romantic relationships and tuna yes. salad? Yes. I do. So Let's right. hear this. I'm glad Let's that you asked. Right I... So do you like tuna salad? I love tuna salad. Uh, what do you put in your tuna salad? Um, we, use, uh, we use some mayonnaise. No, no, not we. Just you. 
Oh, what do I up. put into? What do you like in tuna salad? I like um, if I if, if, I like mayonnaise. I like celery. Mm. Um, I like pickles, not relish mm. that, that I dice that I chop up myself. Really, like a really strong dill pickle. I just like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay. and um, and then a little bit of horseradish. Interesting. Okay, Andrea, your lovely wife, who I adore. Does she have the same appreciation for, she would for the put exact same very, stuff? She would put um, uh, probably not horseradish, but mustard. She would put uh, some diced onion. Yeah. Um, and probably relish over pickle. Nice. Have you had any tuna salad-related arguments, you and your wife? Only when she doesn't make enough. Got it. I feel like this is a, is a testament to the strength of your relationship. Um, <laughs> I myself, I enjoy uh, celery and onion. Yeah. Um, Lime or lemon. So growing up in Miami, uh, we had a key lime tree. So always would squeeze a little bit of key lime into the tuna salad. Uh, And if not lime or lemon, then chopped up sweet pickle. I'm with you. Relish, less good. Chopped up sweet pickle. And in fact, I make the pickles myself that I most often put in my own tuna salad. Of course you do. Uh, Of course I do. (laughs) Um, I believe with nothing but love in my heart that mustard in tuna salad is an abomination. Thank and you. those people should be put on an island and made to live out their, their lives until they With can nothing but make better choices. With nothing but mustard. Um, previous relationship of mine, mm. lover of mustard in yeah. tuna salad. Oh, no. It was a thing. Uh, it took us a while to get over it. So yeah, it, our inability yeah. to reconcile our tuna salad differences. Yeah. I'm not saying that was the cause. Was it like a therapy th- point? Was it... Probably could have been. Probably could have been. We opted instead to go our separate ways and live our lives uh, in a in a you know sort of state of loneliness and everything else. Oh, yes. so tuna okay. salad's a big deal. I think that yeah, it's one it of those is. things that like you grow up like with your version of tuna salad. It's not unlike Thanksgiving. Like what should be at Thanksgiving? Like everyone kind of has their version yeah. of how that should be done. And I think that when two people get together and their tuna salad recipes clash, it can be nonproductive. It can be. Um, I, I am also such a fan of other people's choices and what they put in. If you put, if you put some damn capers in your tuna salad, I'm going to come out punching, but, um, mostly anything else. Yeah. Mostly anything else. And I, I, I really like, you mentioned a tuna melt. So I I need to go, I need to go. We're going to take a sidestep here. Sorry, listeners. If you don't like tuna, if you're allergic, yeah, <laughs> just fast forward for right. another 16 minutes. Um, we're going to talk about uh, or however much time we have. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, cheese or no cheese? Uh, it's not a melt without cheese. That's of course. That's what melts. Yeah. Okay. W- what's the bread? Oh, good question. Usually my own sourdough, uh-huh. sourdough that I have made, open faced or open one face. top. Oh, because I need a little crispiness on the cheese. That's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And what and what is the cheese again that you use? Uh, I like American. Believe yeah. it or not, because yeah. American cheese, probably due to the chemical makeup, mm-hmm. which is to say, there's no dairy. In, God bless in American cheese. Yeah. Gets those that kind of brown brown spots. Yeah. On top, I like that. Yeah, I like the brown spots. I like that. Um, so yeah, that um, that said, I have made it with Swiss. It's been lovely. Hmm. Um, made it with Gruyere. Tuna melts with Gruyere. Yeah. It's been lovely. Yeah. Um, but the <clears throat> the really interesting part of all this, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I eat exclusively at this point what is just feels like the bougiest tuna fish that can be acquired okay <clears throat> so there's a farmer's market number of farmer's markets yeah. in seattle yep where we both mm-hmm. live part of the year um so at the ballard farmer's market one time i came across uh the saint jude 
fishing boat. So mm. St. Jude's fishing boat, ha- not the hospital. Not the hospital. Not the hospital. Uh, yeah. St. Jude's fishing boat uh, has a booth in the Ballard Farmer's Market, and they sell... Uh, sometimes they're fresh tuna, um, you know, like frozen into fillets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they always have their canned tuna. Mm-hmm. And so they've got tuna with uh, jalapeno. That's my favorite. Oh, my. Tuna with garlic, which I don't love. Tuna with dill, high on okay. my list. Standard tuna. So they catch it and can it themselves. And it is a thousand miles beyond. Yeah bumblebee or chicken of the sea or anything i've i have eaten yeah, for that. years out of the even the high-end stuff right the high-end like albacore white tuna that you get at the grocery store right still doesn't stack up to the extraordinary experience of um saint jude tuna so at this point what i do is i have it shipped from um their boat in seattle i've also bought it from the from the boat side they're at really? fisherman's terminal in ballard okay and so the boat comes in, they have lots of tuna, and they sell it online, and they're super nice, and I love their tuna. Like, inappropriately. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pricey. I think I'd yeah. probably say... I, I almost prob- don't want to see you making something with this tuna, <sighs> it's if so it's inappropriate. Good. It's so yeah. good. It's good. Uh, it's probably six bucks a can. I'm making that up. Okay. Um, so it's not in, not inexpensive, but, yeah. um, you know... Yeah, but how much are you going to eat? I mean, I'm worth it. You, like I one get, can Usually it? I get... So there's... The small cans are like six bucks, I think. I usually get two two meals out of a can. Mm-hmm. So, eh, not too bad. But yeah, fish in the desert. I have got to talk about tuna salad and tuna fish. And there it was. I love Saint it. Jude. If, if you're talking about tuna salad and we're talking and we're, we're we're in Palm Springs we have to talk about Sherman's Deli. Oh. Um because and if you and, and for <clears throat> anyone who wants to eat a little bit of New York style delicatessen yes. in Palm Springs, yes. go to Sherman's. Um, matzo ball soup and mm-hmm. unblue- they roast all their own meats. They make their all their own breads. They do all their own. Uh, incredible! They're incredible. Make their coleslaw. And they're and not shy about portion size. Oh my gosh! Honestly, they'll if you if you get they have they have a sandwich that's the entire farm. And it's <laughs> the size of my torso, and that's substantial. So, um, but we we were just there because we'd gone out the night before and we had a great time. We were with some of our friends and there had been some drinking and other things. And Andrew was like. I need a big sandwich. Love so it. So we went to Sherman's. Her big sandwich was uh, you. You could you could get their their melt and mm-hmm. then choose either chicken salad, Ooh. tuna salad, or egg, no egg salad melt sounds awful. It does. No, there was it was chicken salad or tuna salad and some other, but you could you could choose two, Ooh. two out of the three. So <clears> she <throat> went with tuna. She went with chicken, and they did, and they melted. She ate it. It was glorious. Like she just she she livened right up, and we that had a wonderful like day for the, rest of the day. What kind it, of cheese? It's Swiss. It was Swiss. Swiss cheese. It was Swiss cheese, yeah. That on a rye. magical. On a rye. Yeah. They make the old rye. I like that. I um, I have a toaster oven in Seattle, which is how I have always mm. made tuna melts. I don't have a toaster oven here, so my tuna melt game is off. Well, <clears> I happen to have so Sherman's a... Sherman's have to be the one. I happen to have a panini press. Oh, that's interesting. And it's, it's, it's here. Oh, and uh, it's woefully underused. Oh, um, mostly because I don't eat sandwiches. Oh, I eat sandwiches. Yeah. I make. I made a fresh loaf of bread this morning. I know. And made yeah. a grilled cheese sandwich and chili for lunch. Well, so a grilled cheese doesn't seem like a sandwich to me. It just seems like a way to carry <clears throat> this delicious melted cheese. Ah, got it. Yeah, it's that. It's like it's like pizza dough carries all the yes. toppings for me. And it's butter and good bread. So I made the bread that I baked this morning. I. Took off two slices. That's what I made the grilled cheese with mm. um, to go with the chili that I made. So that was yeah. good for a rainy, chilly day. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, for an awful blustery day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, 
what else? What other fish you want to talk about? What a, well, I was going to talk about one other place that we like, and it, it's right downtown. It's called Pinocchio in the Desert. Yeah, okay. And they're off at Keats Canyon, and they have uh, they have a big menu. They have a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a seafood restaurant. Let's right. just say that, right? They they're just they have a ton of stuff. It's pretty touristy. However, if you like seafood salad, like a salad that has a bunch of seafood, Ooh, yeah, this is the best deal in the desert, really, or most of these other cities that we've been to that you're going to find. It is a platter of a salad, and you have to dig through the fish and the seafood and the scallops and everything to find the lettuce. Like oh, this God. is supposed to be a salad, is it like? <laughs> So uh, it's delicious. It's an incredible mm. deal. Um, and it's also a place that if, uh, if you and your friends are out and you're doing a brunch or you're having a good time, uh, they have $5 bottomless champagne. Um, that's right, they do. I've that's been it. There for so, that. And then you get so, so $5, you get all the champagne you want to drink. Um, a, a, a half carafe of orange juice is $107. It's no, it's not, but it's <laughs> but it is more expensive. Actually, it's they're like yes. eight dollars for a little bit of orange juice. So if you want to oh, make a mimosa really out of that, yeah, you, you gotta you so gotta you pay, pay extra for the mimosa part of the oh, champagne. You sure do. That's really funny. Yeah, um, I've been to Pinocchio, but only once. Yeah. Uh, and I I had eggs and eggs and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it mm. wasn't their best effort, so I haven't been back. But now it makes me want to go and try the seafood salad and see what that's like. Yeah, I'll go with you. The thing that that I'm glad for when we talked about doing this particular conversation today is I've always sort of had a like no fish in a landlocked area yeah. approach to dining. Again, because I grew up in Miami and then lived in Seattle. And so I've been close to really fresh seafood um, a lot in my life. Yeah. Um, and I found some really good stuff here. So I've updated my thought about um, about landlocked places and seafood. Yeah, there's a lot to be had. Airplanes, good. you know, freezers. Airplanes. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> what they can do. I know. Yeah. Frozen food. It's changed what things. What is happening? I think I might even be getting a freezer myself. It's crazy. Wow. Oh, like, a, like a chest freezer? No, just a freezer. Okay. <laughs> just for that. Kidding, yeah. I, just, yeah, yeah. I already have a freezer. Yeah. Uh, all right. How are we well, doing on time? We are great on time. We are at about 26 minutes. Okay. So. Did you want to talk? We just went to a place recently. What? This, of and course. it was. I was. Yes. Did you want to talk about? I do. Mr. Let's Claus. both talk about it. It's Mr. Claus. Mr. Claus. Now okay. they're technically not in Palm Springs. They're 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 just a hop over in Cathedral City. Yes, uh, the holiest city in mm-hmm. the area. And uh, and but Mr. Claus, um, how would you describe it? Holy mackerel! Uh, again, another mackerel. mackerel. Um, so it is a very casual um, uh, place. Uh, it, there is table service, but only barely. Uh, which is to say, uh, it, it does seem like the kind of place you might even order at the counter. Um, they had butcher paper across the table, mm-hmm. so they were obviously ready for us to make a mess. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we were there on Fat Tuesday yeah. uh, in preparation for Mardi Gras, even though we didn't really even plan it that way. It just worked out that way. And so we sort of ate um, as if we were there for for Mardi Gras oh, for sure Fat did. Tuesday. And that worked out incredibly well. Um so I'm still on the how would you describe it, and I haven't even gotten to the food yet. How would you describe it? Uh, I would every way you did, and also to say that it was um, not what I thought went from the outside when I got inside. Our server was outstanding, crazy. Uh, she outstanding. was really she, and she was, and she was new. She was yes. fairly new. She was, and not just new in career, like new to this restaurant, mm-hmm. and had lots of information. Was just really on yeah. it and very helpful. Um, the owner came out and, and and did some stuff, but we were there for Fat Tuesday. And one of the things, and what we went for, and this was this was, uh, would you come up with this idea? Was this yours or I don't know. What was the idea? 
to, to go to this place? Was this, uh, did you find this or? We came to it together. Okay. I, I, we, we sort of looked at that. There's another place called Oceans that was close by. Oh, that's we right. We looked at them both. I think we, we almost flipped a coin and came yeah. up with Mr. Claus. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this, this, it was a lucky coin flip. So, yeah. so um, we went because they have a seafood boil. And then yes. they have one that is Cajun style. We knew it was it was Fat Tuesday. We knew we wanted to do something a little New Orleans, a little bit a little bit of fun. And they brought out and they had and their menu looked like they just had an incredible uh, uh, series of choices. So um, you got a seafood boil. Right? I got a seafood boil. So I got a pound of shrimp, peel and eat shrimp, mm-hmm. uh, and some potatoes and some corn and some sausage, all tossed in. Uh, I got the mild the mild version of their. Their special sauce, which yeah. is sort of a butter garlic and something else. It was fantastic. Yeah. And they literally bring out this big metal bowl with all the things you ordered in a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. And then you dump the plastic bag into the big metal bowl. And there's Piping no silverware. Yeah. Um, and there's a roll of paper towels. And and they give you little plastic gloves. Yes. And they give you a bib. Yes. Yeah. So we were basically covered in plastic to yeah. make sure that we didn't make a mess. The gloves were... The gloves at first seemed like, oh, we don't need these. But... We needed the gloves. The gloves were, were great yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, and, and so the food is great. And I so and there's a point here shortly where I want to also mention the cat robot because <laughs> yeah, there's that. So we'll get to that in a minute. What else do you want to say about what did you guys get? Uh, we got very similar to, to what you got, but we got a lot of crayfish. So there's yes, just a, that's right. a whole pound of crayfish, and these little babies were were they, they didn't have fresh ones because they were they were too small too early in the season, but they had enormous frozen ones that were just. Just perfectly cooked. Mm. We got the spicy version mm-hmm. of the same sauce, and it, their, their their house sauce is a combination of their three sauces they have available, which is Cajun, yes, um, garlic and butter, and lemon and butter. There it so is. Yes. They, and they put all three of them together, and there it is. And have it goes it. in a bag, and then it goes in a bowl, and then you stuff your face. Yeah, it's and incredible. honestly, stuff your face like I'm 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 swirling. The potatoes around in the sauce at the yeah. bottom of the bowl and it getting it in my beard. And that was a whole oh, thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's a cat robot. And, Talk about this. And the first time that I mentioned that a moment ago, there's at least one of you listening who thinks that you misheard. You did not. I said cat robot. So uh, they have a about four, fo- four feet high mm-hmm. um, device that has shelves uh, and, and an interface and a little screen that has eyes and a nose and whiskers like a cat. Mm-hmm. And it is a robot that delivers food to tables. Yeah. So uh, and, and so it, it brought out our, I think we got an appetizer of coconut shrimp, which we're very good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the that's cat right. robot. What did he say its name was? Bella? Bella. That's right. Bella yeah, the cat right. robot yeah. brought our, our uh, coconut shrimp out. Um, and the our server came over and, and demonstrated how you could sort of scratch the cat robot's ears and after a minute, if you did too much, the robot actually got annoyed and would yeah. say, stop scratching my ears. Like a so cat. The, like a cat. So the cat robot was sort of talking while this yeah. was happening. None of this has any bearing on the seafood. None. Or the quality of the service. No. The cat robot seemed so bizarrely, delightfully weird that I would go back, <laughs> honestly, for the cat robot. For Bella. Um, I would go back for Bella. I'm not sure that Bella added, like, I'm not sure Bella was any faster than our server mm, not all. or anybody else. No. Um but as as an experience in totality, I wouldn't have traded Bella. I, I wondered a little bit what came first, his restaurant idea, or the, maybe that he bought that cat robot. And his wife was like, "That's got to be it. it." Yes, do something with this. We have a cat robot. He probably inherited it. 
He inherited a cat robot. Somebody, somebody had a cat robot. Yes. They were older. They yes. passed away. You inherit these animals. As one does. As yes. one does. And he has his cat robot. Yes. Now. And his wife says, well, you have a cat robot. What are you going to do? And he's like, I could manufacture aerospace equipment. Yeah. I could farm. Knock things off shelves. I could knock things off shelves. Or I could open this restaurant. Yeah. Let's do this restaurant. Seafood boy. Mr. Claus. Mr. Claus. In uh, Wait, City. is the cat the Claus? <gasps> I don't know. I, I always thought it was, thought like it was seafood claws, but is it claws. kitty claws? Whoa. Dang. We have to go back and find out. All right, uh, so listeners, questions. if you've made it this far, we will go back. We will report back on whether Bella, the cat robot, is in fact in any way uh, related to or inspiring of the name Mr. Claus. <laughs> Mr. Claus. We're now over our time. We're over our time. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah, people got other things to do. That, that's what they tell us. Yeah, we okay. have very little else to do than us. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and drink some more wine. So, <laughs> Greg, great time. Thank Jonathan, you so much. Always it is. Yeah. Thank you. For, uh, thank you as well. And listeners, you've made it this far. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll yeah. see you next time. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay. Cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.